is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. Well, welcome everybody to Schaefer Baseball Report number 83. And um, Chief 2B, former Chief 2B, Easy Cheese, John Ennis, Andrew One Tools Ike. we got a special guest in here today. Um, in uh, Queens University shortstop Drake Harris, who has a, a background that we kind of uh, I don't know that we don't we don't have the same background as him, but we're kind of mentoring kids along the way in our own families that that went the route that that he did because he's the son of a 15 year former major league player. Did you know your dad wore 11 different numbers? I did not. I knew that. I did not. That's because I counted it this morning. When you when you go on when you go on. Uh, when you go on the um, either it was a reference baseball cube or whatever like yeah, that baseball, you know, baseball reference and then you know I got like three how many did you have me yeah um, big league numbers four four three or four four forty five forty six forty nine three oh actually I would have had, had four because I had fifty six and then they gave me two in Seattle all right so I started with 56. 11 numbers is 56 meant like, aggressive. you know, you're only here for a week, kid. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, peace out. Unless but, you're like a, a pitcher. And then I started taking pitcher, people out. Sense. I started cutting people's Achilles and, yeah. you know, stabbing them in the calf. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. took care of all that business. But, uh, yeah, 11 numbers your dad wore. But, you know, John has two boys, um, a lot younger than mine, but he's watched my kids come through the process about the same age, I guess, when we started kind of When we started doing this, yeah. Doing this. And then um, now they're... Zach is seventeen and Dylan's fifteen, and both both players. And John has two boys. I think what's what's grade nine, nine and seven, nine and seven. So the, you know the whole process. So it's, it's it's always interesting for me, you know, and how I, you know, I, I handle my kids based on what we've done in the game. So you've come through the the game with a father that's established in the big leagues. I mean, your whole sure. life has been in the big leagues, basically. Sure. And mm-hmm. um, so what what was his what was his words to you? Was I don't know your dad, but I'm saying. Was he somebody that said, you know, you're going to do what I did? Or did you just migrate it to it because you were, but through osmosis, you were there all the time? Um, you know, for me, it was uh, it was pretty fun that he kind of let, you know, he let us become our own players and uh, just finding out, um, you know, certain abilities, athletic abilities and like that. So when it came to following in his footsteps, it wasn't necessarily we were, I guess you could say, like forced to become pitchers by any means. Um, but, you know, we love to play the game and... He loved to go out to the field constantly, all the time. You know, I'm sure that the same way with yeah. you guys. Um, but you know, and we were fortunate enough to actually have a cage at the house too, so we would go to practices, and then we would stay late after practices, get there before the guys too, and then come home, and we would hit, you know, buckets on buckets in the cages too. So, but I mean, it was a lot of fun the way. That yeah, he brothers. Went about it. Yeah, I got a younger brother, and he's a two-way at High Point. Oh, he's at High Point. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. very cool. Mm-hmm. You um. So you go you go through journey. Where, so where'd you play? You went to a Christian school up, yes, up, up in yes, the Raleigh area, right? right? So mm-hmm. where's your dad from? My dad's from uh, Solid City, Greensboro, okay, in North Carolina, um, and he grew up there. Super small town. He ended up uh, going to Elon um, out of uh, out of high school as a shortstop, actually, too. And then his first year there, he got his job taken by walk on, and uh, ended up you know after his sophomore season in summer, he went from you know, like 83 miles an hour to about 92 to 93 miles an hour. And that's when he just started um, to get on the bump. And then he got drafted out of there. Um, and then he went to, uh, I think he went immediately, he went to the Padres. Um, but um, uh, from there, he kind of, 
migrated into really loving pitching and really understanding that that's going to be his route and knowing how difficult it is, you know, to um, work his way up through the minor leagues and things like that. And he, you know, constantly always used to tell me, too, when going through baseball is such, you know, a failure rate sport that, you know, the thoughts of quitting and the thoughts of giving up um, definitely were in through his mind, too. But he was somehow, you know, uh, strong enough to kind of fight through those tough times and really um, just come out on, you know, on top and uh, stay positive through the whole thing. It, it takes it takes an interesting bird to, to endure it's, anything. Yeah, I'll tell you what, is it something amazing, too, is like it's such a game of attrition when you get through it. You know, there's, all these guys are drafted with a ton of tools. You know, guys are all right. throwing close, and, you know, there's nobody who's like, you know, there's there's very few guys that are just ridiculously better athletically or velocity-wise. Yeah, sure. yep. And then, you know, you sit there and you start with this, you know, every organization, you know, they get rookie ball, A ball. They, there's a bunch of players down at that 18, 19, 20-year-old age group. And then every year it gets smaller and smaller. And half of it, I, more than half of it is just, I didn't Luck. get hurt. I didn't get hurt. Yeah. Like I was right. able to play my yeah. whole seasons. I was able to get my reps in. Yeah. And you keep getting better because you get out there and you, and you get exactly. to play. It's, uh, it's amazing to look at now how many how often they're using the IL, the, the formerly, the uh, list formerly yeah. known as the DL. The DL, now it's the IL, yeah. It's amazing how much they use that now, and it's like, you know, guys aren't throwing 160, 170 innings in the minor leagues anymore as they kind of build themselves mm-hmm. up and learn how to pitch. It's it's basically, we're going to have you pitch a little bit, we'll get you on the computer, we'll adjust some things for a couple of weeks, Yeah, we'll push you back out there, we'll see how those adjustments work, and it's, it's like, you know, they're, they're almost kind of trying to like stamp out a bunch of a bunch of players that are similar as opposed to where you come up and, you you know, when, you're, when your dad was coming up and Shafe was coming up, and, and still when I was coming up, where you get out there and you just have to learn how to get guys out with what you have right now it's like oh no we're gonna go everybody's gonna do this cookie and this, cut and this yeah it's, it, it's, this it's, is the arm slot you get the most spin rate from <laughs> so yeah. this is where we're gonna have you throw <laughs> it, it, it's it's the game's changed it's difficult to difficult to watch have you seen it you know i mean when you when your dad was playing you spent so he was away most of the time so so summers you guys were with him i would assume right? yeah yeah well he actually we didn't he didn't play when i was born oh really yeah no 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 he um uh, he was kind of coming towards the end of his career in like yeah. his ninth or uh, tenth uh, season, and uh, I was being born, and he had just come back from rotator cuff surgery, and so he was kind of fighting it a little bit. And the thing is, too, they um, actually messed up the surgery. They put two screws in where they weren't supposed to, and so um, coming back through rehab and stuff like that was actually pretty difficult. And so he was kind of seeing that it was starting to fade away a little bit, and then he had the choice of, you know, um, trying to push through maybe a handful, a couple more years of some struggles, or to be home with me, and uh, he kind of picked me. So I'm grateful for that. For oh, sure. Good, good for that. I mean, listen, you get ten years, you might as well check out anyway, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you get your pension, you're locked in, and you're fully vested. So good for that. So the the pressures of being the son of a former major league player coming up as a kid in the system. So um, you have. You know, a lot of people with a lot of different opinions along the way, and you and I had a brief conversation about this the other day. There's, there's, there's more. I don't know. Maybe it's the ones that stand out the most, but there's people out there that are definitely jealous of your situation and where you're at, whether you're a good sure. player or not. Sure. You know what I mean? They don't want success from you. Absolutely. So how do you? How, how did you? How did you deal with that? Because I try to have these conversations with my kids, and I've had these conversations at a very young age, and said, listen. There's people that are going to want you to fail. Oh, my gosh. You know, and there's not many people that are going to, like, you know, praise on, you know, you're, you're good. They're just going to, you know, mm-hmm. hope you don't do well. Right, right. Um, uh, for me, you know, with when it comes to the pressure, 
there was some pressure, but uh, I would say that you know the expectations were definitely set high, and that a lot of people really wanted to use my dad as a crutch as, oh, yeah, he's going to play shortstop or college baseball because of his dad played. And that's the only reason that he wants to do that. And so as I grew up and got older and kind of realized that so many kids, you know, especially even my teammates, you know, it would be guys that, you know, they would say certain sly things and being like, oh, well, this is why you get to play shortstop because your dad's a coach or, you know, this, that, and the other. And my dad was 100% my biggest critic. Sure. And by no means was it daddy ball at any point, you know, if anything, it was even more strict. And, um, you know, so that, that for me was a really big thing when I started to, you know, get to the later years of high school and really tried to make my own way. And, um, you know, I actually really wanted to go to Elon too, but at the same time, it was kind of in the back of my head. Like my dad did have those connections at Elon, but I didn't want to go to Elon on, you know, not really any scholarship or almost like a walk on. And then, you know, have that, in the back of my mind that my dad kind of got that for me. And so I kind of wanted to make my own way in that area. But your dad was good in the fact that he's just like, you know, you, you pick your path, you go. Absolutely. This, this is your gig. I'm here to give you everything I can possibly give you. And, that, and that's the benefit of... It's the benefit of you know John and myself and yeah. your dad and stuff like that is for sure. you know we we come with 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 a different level of knowledge or yes. and and experience obviously right. that we can we can pass on to you guys right and I think that's part of the jealousy is that some of these other families and people don't think that they're getting that Absolutely. or they can't provide that so right. that it becomes and and I won't say like across the board mm-hmm. you know but it's but it, it it's definitely there and we see it and 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 it's and it's it's not an easy easy conversation to have and no. say you know listen. You, and I told and I told Zach last night. I mean, you know, Zach is my oldest son, and I said, you know, I'm proud of the kid, regardless of where this thing goes, because you've endured more in that sense, right? You know, than than most. Like they're mm-hmm. gonna beat you down, so you get. And and this, like you said, this is a game of, this destroys self esteem. It is mm-hmm. a tough game, man. Mm-hmm. People don't get it, and you know, the season is not going accordingly. You know, mm-hmm. at Queens right now, and it's it, it's rough, and you see a lot of different struggles in the players out there that. You come through high school and you're the dude, you know. Right. And you played a lot when you were over at uh, when you were at um, Upstate, you know, right. and you made a decision to to switch. But you know, you, you you fight through certain things along the way, and you fight more than you you have success. Mm-hmm. I really believe in this game. You agree Absolutely. with that, John? You have to. Yeah, yeah. You de- you definitely fight more than you have success, and part of it is just fighting to to stay in the middle. You know, you're going to have your great days, but try to keep those those crummy days or right. those bad situations Absolutely. from creeping yeah. up and try to stay as level Absolutely. as level on all aspects as you can, whether it's mentally or, or, or physically. Seems like the lows are longer than the highs. The hitting streaks aren't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hitting streaks don't run as much right. as, as the slumps right. do, you know. You know about slump busters, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. I'm on my third one right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's outstanding. That's outstanding. Um, So you, along the way, there was a a Nick Saban tweet that was out. You guys saw that. I Mm -hmm. sent you this morning about team jumpers, Mm -hmm. you know, and how college coaches and everybody are looking at that. You know, where did you play coming through high school summer ball? Who'd you play with? Um, I played uh, high school. I was with North Valley Christian Academy, right. um, and then I went to summer ball. Was with the Rawlings Prospects. Okay, um, showcase team was run by my dad and a handful of other coaches that have kind of right. you know worked their way up through. Starting at a super young age, we were with the Raleigh Wildcats, and then it kind of you know grew into an actual you know showcase ball team. Right. Um, 
And so, you know, that was pretty cool growing up with the same kind of group of guys and then, you know, having those handful of, you know, elite players that would, you know, join our group and uh, things like that. Um, But uh, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun going to those tournaments and, you know, in Georgia and Atlanta and stuff like that, you know. Um, It was just intense. And I definitely do. uh, You don't realize how fun those times are, honestly, until, you know, they kind of get washed. And, uh, you know, you get to playing college ball and, that's a whole different level of intensity too that I would say um, you know getting into those games and conference plays and you know even now with the season you know not going the way it is still being in those three to two you know two to one ball games and stuff like that is you know it's for me it's regardless if I'm over three or not it's a lot of fun you guys um, have been in some pretty intense games though. yeah I mean you've, you've been in more games and not in more absolutely games. absolutely and, uh, it just hasn't flipped out the right mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. so but so that so the the team jumping stuff right i mean it's mm-hmm. you know we have this conversation all the time and it's you know not sensitive to you know where you play or what you do i think i'm more sensitive to the fact of how people go about doing it sure you know i mean it's i've, I've had um a conversation yesterday with a new kid that we picked up who's whose dad's been around here forever and has never played here and one thing that we don't do is we don't we don't go out and recruit we don't ask you know we're not like chasing people down. Like mm-hmm. you got to come play for us, and right. you know, we, if you put this uniform on, we promise you, you're gonna get sure. exposure and all that other stuff. Right. Right. We just, you know, we're big on development. We're mm-hmm. big on big on teaching the game. And uh, but when 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 they when they just kind of like do it like behind the scenes, yeah. you know, and they just kind of like you yeah. know they disappear. I'd, I'd rather the guy come up and say, hey, you know, I'm I'm not. You know, I think I can do better, or I want to go do this, or I want to be here for a reason, or whatever. Then you know, then we kind of have, you know, sometimes Absolutely. it's uncomfortable, but you know what? You, you earn respect for it. And we had I had that conversation yesterday with a dad that um, his son's playing on the Royals now. Same thing. It's like, look, dude, you've always talked to me about whatever. I'm good with that. But you know, when you backslide and do that, all that other stuff, it's 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 just it's kind of like scumbagish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's not fun. Not fun. You care about it more than I do. Uh, you take it a little more personally than I do. I do. Um, and that's just you know, and, and I only, I, I mean, in all honesty, I only care about my two boys, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it stinks. It stinks when they do that. You know, you, you know, you invest in the relationship as much as we do in the baseball. So, you know, you get to know those people. And um, we have a pretty tight knit group of parents on that on, on our teams yeah. you know and especially the teams mm. that you've seen stay together for three or four years yeah. you know you get a, a really good um you know experience you know the whole experience is, is solid and then you know you get you know we've been around this game long enough to see where these players can go in the long run you know and we have this you know when you know when we bring an 11 or 12 year old kid in we're looking at them and we're like we're trying to imagine them at 17 and 18 and so we've got this idea of where they need to be at 17 and 18 and you get these guys that are in here at 12 and they want it all now or 13 and they want oh, it all yeah, now yeah. it's like oh i've got it this is the best spot for me because this is where i'm going to get exposure and it's like exposure to what exposure mm-hmm. to what at 13 or 14 i'm on a showcase program i'm going you know i'm gonna, it's it, it's you know, down at pg i mean I, it's I, ridiculous I'm, yeah. I'm I'm ranked. Uh, number 10 ranked outfielder yeah. in yeah. Uh, <laughs> carolina so yeah. got that going for me but then you you know you're dealing with the used car salesman out there too that yeah. are calling on every single kid and mm-hmm. trying to uh, did that happen to you or I mean it, it doesn't happen to my kids because I don't know that it's even going to happen to John's kids because I don't think they want you know they recognize you know where we've been we're kind of embedded yeah, yeah we're embedded, kind of like yeah. with you know yeah. different mm-hmm. but were you like courted um, you know not really yeah. no I wasn't really too bad um, uh, I would say from 
a standpoint of, you know, kind of being talked to or, you know, exposure or anything like that. I mean, Upstate was the first place that contacted me. Uh-huh. And then they, you know, I went up on a visit um, later in that summer and they gave me a week after my visit to make my decision. And, you know, for me talking with, you know, my dad and then uh, another guy that kind of is, you know, I guess a recruiting, you know, guru or whatever uh-huh. it is, you know, and they make these videos and all this stuff now, which I think is kind of dumb, but... Um, I guess if it gets you out there, you know, whatever, and it can help you. But um, he's learning. You know, yeah, <laughs> slowly, slowly trying to figure it out. The kid's got a gift. Yeah, he's gonna be a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but you know, for me, I think it's you know, it's just more about going out there and trying to play and quit trying to worry about you know who's there watching and you should play the game the exact same way every time for me. So. Um, Kind of the way I've seen it, you know, and you know, you're you're at a much higher level athletically than a lot of the the kids that come through. That, that you know, the majority of players we right. see are you know, D three type players and mm-hmm. D two type players in, in the Charlotte area. Just the sheer number of players. Um, there is where there's a video need to right. me. It's like right. you know, that school from Pennsylvania is that not going to be able to come down and They can't go get something. Yeah. Sure. You know, yeah. you talk about, you know, a player like yourself, you know, these D1, D2, friend, you know, maybe even guys on draft boards and stuff like that. It's like everybody's going to see you. There's a need, and again, this is another pet peeve, you know. There's certain things I'm sensitive to. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. John, I'll let you know that. Um, but, you know, those videos are great, but you got to have some kind of thump behind it and somebody telling you, like, okay, I know what the player's supposed to look like and what mm-hmm. it's doing. Not this NCSA or these recruiting video gurus that you're talking about that that are going to take your video and mass it in with 50 other videos to the same coach and say, you know, and then tell everybody, yeah, we, you know, we have connections to 1,500 or 2,000 coaches. Right. You know, they get our videos every day and, you know, they have no idea. Exactly. They have no idea, Mm -hmm. you know, how that works or, uh, well, they know how it works because they're just scamming you and taking your money. Uh Freaking peeps, scam artists, right? Mm. Come on! Oh no! Yeah. You know who cares? You worry about yeah. your kids only. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's all you. That's, that's all you care that's about. It. Yeah. So you did you feel the pressure from Wil- uh, from upstate to like okay they gave you two weeks, I need to jump on this. Yeah. No, I definitely did. Um, and well, that because uh, they gave me you know the week or so notice, and they were saying if you know Saturday comes or the deadline comes and you don't make this decision, we're going to offer up the same decision to another player. But right. we you know brought you here first because you're the preference. But at the same time, if he takes this past the deadline, then you know your scholarships. Take and what year was this? Where, where where were you at? A junior? Or? Yeah, I was a junior in high school, and um, I think I was just starting out. Like the summer had just finished. And, okay. Uh, so nobody else was on you at that point, or they were no. just tickling. Nobody was tickling, Not and so really. you were like, "Okay, I better take. I want to go play D one baseball." Right. Yeah. And so right. I kind of I saw that opportunity, and I I thought, you know, from the conversation of what the coaches were saying, um, you know, and I feel like you know every kid kind of has this talk of you know, yeah, you're going to be the guy as soon as you step on, you know, freshman year. We've got this position missing, this position missing. We feel like you can fit in here, you know, yada yada yada. And um, so, but um, what was Actually, something that I take away from it was uh, once I kind of made the decision to commit to Upstate, it was like this big pressure was kind of off my shoulders, and it ended up playing so much better throughout the summer post, you know, uh, committing there. You were just playing the game then. You weren't trying to showcase yourself. You were playing the game. And so then you had, like, uh, Old Dominion and App State were calling and trying to figure out this stuff and trying to get me down on visits, and I was like, I'm already committed to Upstate, you know. 
had it been, you know, maybe a different light. But I kind of take that, you know, uh, pretty heavily in the fact that, you know, the relief and just going out and playing the game, like he was saying, Doesn't, you play it so much easier. Once you get to college, mm-hmm. then the next thing is now the pressure of getting signed. Exactly. You know, if you're a baseball guy, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you start to push that, you know, and, and if you can learn it. And an example, first time I got called up, sent down, um, and I'm on a plane heading back, and I'm, I'm pissed at myself mm-hmm. because I played – with pressure, like right. I gotta stay. I'm in the big leagues now, and this is my whole life and my dream, and mm-hmm. I gotta be here and whatever. And I didn't play my best. I mm-hmm. played tight. I mm-hmm. played not the way I played my whole. You know, I, I got to the point in the minor leagues, like you know what? I bounced around so much, eight and a half years. Like I may yeah. not get to the big leagues, whatever. But I'm just gonna play. I love mm-hmm. to play. And I'm gonna keep playing, and obviously it, it, it works out. But when I when I got on a plane, I was heading back, um, and I was in first class drinking a lot of Bloody Marys on the way down. I, <laughs> it came to me clarity. It was amazing. And uh, and I just I just you know decided listen if I get back there I don't care I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go about this the way I went about it the whole the whole time and right. then when I did get called back like within days it was a different mindset mm-hmm. so you know trying to convince kids and parents and stuff like that that you know you just gotta let the kid play and the, mm-hmm. and, the, and the chips are gonna fall in a better situation if they learn just to enjoy the game and play the game but it's no longer that because mm-hmm. we're talking about. Kids going to play thirteen or fourteen years showcase baseball because right. we're going to get exposure. Yeah. Like you're putting this pressure on kids at at an age that it's just it's it, it's wrong, right. you know. Because now we've lost the joy of playing the game. Exactly. And it becomes this stepping stone to getting a scholarship. And mm-hmm. I got to play D one, and if I play D one, maybe I'll get drafted. Mm-hmm. Make sure um, you enjoy where you're at. Yeah. That's it, man. Have, enjoy have fun. where you're at. Everybody's, you know, it's that it's that grass is always greener, or, or you know, mm-hmm. you're looking towards the future and stuff like that. It's like that's great, but don't forget about right now. Right. Like and, right now, you have the best opportunity to do anything. And you're worried about everything else that's coming up. Yeah, you have you have no pressures really. Right. Just go out and, and play the game, Joey. But you see coaches that way too. That you know this is their identity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I don't do this, and if I don't do that, or, or I love the coaches that walk around with all these big branded uniforms on, like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, look at me. You know. And then you got the dad in the stand, all decked out, like he's oh, getting ready yeah. to come out of the stands yeah. and play. <laughs> like you know, he's he's dressed and ready to go, right. man. He's got every right. freaking you know. He's even wearing like wristbands mm-hmm. in the stand. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, uh, most of our parents are just like our parents hung like, over down in the corner with gummies, <laughs> with gummies, yeah. alcohol soaked gummies. <laughs> the, the wine yeti. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You're not okay. tricking anybody, lady. <clears throat> we all know what's it. going on at six o'clock. As, practice. As, as, mm-hmm. as the tournament directors come, it absolutely accidentally spills out of their chair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's it, it, it's unfortunate because <clears throat> the pressures of you know what uh, with well the expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, of everybody that plays in a showcase environment, they don't go to a showcase environment now just because they want to go play in a showcase environment. You just want to play. You know, the the, the format now is to stay in Legion and enjoy it, which we mm-hmm. talked about. I like Legion baseball yeah, better than I played Legion too. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a that's a great format. Even John brought up the other day, you're playing baseball, but you know, the 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 grind. The parents are so concerned about scholarships and. Sometimes it's more the parents' ego than it is the players' ego because they sure. say, "Oh yeah, my you know my son's playing here, my son's playing there," or, you know. But well, that's part what? of it. And then the and then the other part of the, the parents do is that you know they want to they they want to force not force they they want to make sure their kid is going down a great path. And they're and you know the parents are feeling pressure too. And this a lot of them screw this up the first time they go through it. It's finally at the end that they realize, dang, I wasted a lot of energy on this yeah. other stuff. Yeah, I mean he had to go play. Yep. And instead, we were chasing down all these other things. It's like, man, get out there and play. Make sure you got a good coach and play. If the kid's good, he'll be found. Mm-hmm. 
people, people don't find that. They think yeah. if I wear this uniform, I'll be found. Right. No, yeah. no. It's, you you stink, this? you stink, man. Yeah. I yeah. don't care what uniform you put yeah. on. <laughs> you stink, dude. You know? Well, we need doctors. We need lawyers. Yeah. Some of the expectations we get, honestly, <clears throat> out of the... Uh, out of you know, families that, that are part of the program in lower income areas or, or country, you know, out, out in the wild, they, their expectations are, are usually Less. a lot more reasonable. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. hey, if it's going to yeah. happen, it's going to happen. Sure. And yeah. then, you know, sometimes we get these kids out of these, you know, really elite areas of town and they're, you know, they're in the oh, yeah, prep they schools and they're, and they're in all these different things. And it's like they are trying to absolutely elbow their way through it, right. you know, and they're trying to make right. sure that, you know, whatever, there's no dollar that doesn't make sense. They're going to do it all. Right. And they're going to, you know, they're going to just shove it in. And it's like, that's not how you end up in a good situation. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it, it, it's a rough, it's a rough conversation that we have to have sometimes with parents. You know, it's, a lot of times we'll have a conversation with a parent and say, you know, your kid's not a division one player. Right. And then on top of it, if, if you think he can go D1, you know, you're the big dog in a, in a, you know, the big fish in a small pond, and then you walk into this environment, and all of a sudden you're not that. Mm-hmm. We see more kids dump out because you know what? Okay, I'm, you know, the reality hits. You know, yeah. I was a good player at this level. Now I'm at this level in college. I'm not going to play until maybe I'm a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go join a fraternity and and, and get on with life. Yeah. We see a lot of that. We see a lot of that flip. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you love the game, you, you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and, and enjoy it. I mean, obviously, you love the game. Do you want to stay in the game at some level? What, Absolutely. Um, I don't, uh, you know, as time's coming and, you know, a handful or the last couple of years are here, um, I don't want to give it up by any means. I'm not ready to even, you know, remotely yeah. kind of have that conversation with myself. Right. Um, I've got, you know, maybe one more year i got to work out somehow the possibility of this red shirt. Um, to see if I can, you know, just extend it a little bit longer yeah. and just uh, try and keep playing. But I don't think that I could be able to uh, give it up. And especially now with, you know, whatever's going on with the coronavirus. They may, shut, they may shut you I guys know, down I know, this I week. Know. I mean, you guys, have you guys had a conversation about no, that? No, not yet. Because the Ivy League's done. I know. That's And crazy. there's a couple of that. Uh, there's another. They just shut the whole league. They just shut the whole season yeah. down. So seniors... Seniors have lost it. It's done, man. Is it the travel part of it that they're worried about? No, you know, I I don't know exactly what the details are. So, you know, you form your own opinions. I'm thinking because basketball Mm -hmm. is shutting everything down that they Mm -hmm. can't just shut one down and not shut the other down. So Mm -hmm. they're just going to... And they're, and they're clearing campuses and they're going to make it, you know, uh, a virtual, you know, a virtual... Education. Supposedly that was the talk. And you, you, you were way ahead of the curve, brother. Yeah. University <laughs> of Phoenix. Really? I've been living the coronavirus life. <laughs> I, I online schooled. I hate people, so I never yeah, go out and You hate people. <laughs> <laughs> shake hands. I don't shake hands. I stand over in the corner and yeah, judge people. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's me, man. I got this yeah. figured you out. See, I you always have toilet paper. Yeah, so you always got toilet paper. I always got toilet paper. I had a buddy like that, Stelt, man. He... he <laughs> He drove around, he had, he had a souped-up Trans Am, beautiful, you know, the old Smokey and the Bennett Trans Am. Mm-hmm. And if you looked in the back seat, there were like four rolls of toilet paper because, you know, if he had to go, he'd like pull over on the side of the road and go into wool. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's about, yeah. honestly, I'd carry it in there because of the hunting. You know, get out yeah. in the mornings and, you know, you're leaving the house at 4, 4.30 and that's not your normal One in the woods, dude. You got to get out do, there, man. man. You, you do what the bears do. <laughs> I've had to... Well, I've never heard of that. I've had to, <laughs> A few years ago, I had to cut the top off a sock because I didn't plan properly. <laughs> <laughs> I am planning properly I'm these a, days. I'm not man. cutting anything off the sock because I don't want anything to go through it. 
Oh man, there's a funny line. I, I can't I, I throw that one out too. But the... so speaking of coronavirus, you see what U Trip is implementing? No, what? no handshake rule in effect after now? the game. Yeah. Like hey, listen. Keep, keep we're, 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 so <laughs> we're out yesterday. One in four mil play yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I think when you guys played the other day, I'm watching all the people going into the the porta johns. Like obviously, if you're gonna go to porta johns, like I want to scrub my whole self in there. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to just watch my. But I'm thinking somebody may steal my hand sanitizer because there's a shortage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I got like French people on the way out. Yeah. Give me back my hand sanitizer. Dude. <laughs> You know, is that, that is that what you're telling people? The reason you're standing there? That's why I'm the them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm hanging out there. Yeah. So, He's got all oh, these man. beautiful fields, games going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm hanging by the portage. The portage. <laughs> He's sick. He's sick. sick. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of things that it, I, I don't know. I mean, you got you got to pick a path and you got to either believe that we're, we're going to get it and you're going to get over it. And mm-hmm. I or, think, well, here's, here's this is... I'm serious, John. Here, um, the biggest thing is is curbing the the rise of it. Sure. Because it, what it does is it's not necessarily fatal. You know, it's not. It's it's really not proven to be fatal at the younger age. You know, under sixteen, fifty. If, if an elderly person got a flu, he's gonna something's yeah. gonna happen. It, well, now the problem yeah. is that they they, they were dealing with with Italy, and yeah. this is what we're trying to avoid: is you're just over you're, you're overfilling all the hospitals. The hospital beds are filled up. There's not enough ventilators, mm-hmm. and you run into problems that way. And that's that's where you get these deaths that shouldn't occur. Mm-hmm. If we can avoid these public events for two or three weeks and kind of let the let the curve die down, now we our our uh, medical world can handle it. Mm-hmm. We've got enough. We got enough. To handle it, but if we don't do it, it's not that it's going to kill fourteen-year-olds and stuff like that. But we're going to run into problems with all the elderly. I said it's going to get worse before it gets better. Or I like to call you know what I like calling them? Not elderly, not elderly. olds, the olds, olds. All the olds will be in trouble. Olds. <laughs> hey, what? So what qualifies olds? And, How old are you? And staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? So listen. So they said you, know, you. you are you are more susceptible <laughs> to when you you know you're sixty or older. <laughs> So I got a few more months before I'm sixty. So I'm well, you're I'm, good I'm go, solid, man. man. There was one a few yeah. years ago that was you were more susceptible if you were. It was like the baby boomers older were fine with the flu, yeah. and it was all the younger ones because they were inoculated with a great. Their inoculation was stronger in the fifties and sixties when they got it. Doctor John Ennis here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole new podcast. Yeah, yeah. Doctor John. <laughs> Dr. I got John Wayne, this. John Wayne Ennis. <laughs> I got all this off the. So you have the you have. Um, this is your senior year, but you have the ability to possibly get a red shirt. Yes. From when? Yes. Um, my sophomore season at Upstate, I ended up breaking my hand in like the uh, 29th game of the season. And so what's kind of the uh, you know silver lining to that, though, is the 29th game was the one game past the halfway mark. And so I broke it in that game. I was two innings into that game, and I hadn't played a third of the season. That was one qualification to make sure to get that whole right. year back. And then the halfway mark was another one. But... Um, you know, talking with my compliance directors and things like that, they were saying that they could, you know, you could file for it and it could be rejected because the NCAA is pretty strict about certain sure. things like that. Right. But at the same time, if it does get rejected, what we can do is, you know, it's basically almost like a sympathy letter and saying, you know, you write it out and you send it to the NCAA saying, this is the reason that I should play, you know, explain to them your situation, send them all your medical records and the fact that I was in and out of the hospital constantly, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get checked up on, seeing if my hand was actually broken or not because it was a slight fracture. Should I just get surgery now or should I wait it out a handful of weeks and see if I can come back? 
And so ultimately, you know, it actually ended up being to where I actually went into like two weeks of my summer too um, with an injury. And I was supposed to go play um, with the Ashboro Copperheads that summer. They sent me home for a week and a half or two weeks or whatever until I was healthy. I ended up calling them back, trying to go back and play summer ball, and they never reached out to me uh-huh. again. And so I was pretty upset about that. Um, but uh, overall, I definitely will be extremely upset if I do not um, somehow get this handled. And it's been just an absolute mess trying to get this stuff figured out due to our athletic trainer. The year that I broke my hand, got fired. and So then so you may end up with two years job. of eligibility if you think about it. If because this year, if they shut this down. Yeah. They shut sure. this down, and, you, and what happened? I mean, you, you can't just like throw the seniors to the side, mm-hmm. and and I mean, other than well, JUCO is probably the first ones out, right? So they're deeper into the season than D two, then D one jumps out, the D two and D three season, about the same time. But you can't, you know. I mean, there's a there's a kid up in uh, at Brown by the name of um, Richie Chufo, and he's from my hometown. He's got a chance to be drafted, he's a shortstop up there, good player, um, and they walked up to him, you know. Yesterday, I was reading the article, and, you know, and the, the coach was in tears. The kids were in tears. It's like, you know, I've done this my whole life. This is all I work for, and all of a sudden, boom. You know, it's going to be yanked out. Yeah, like, and that's what's really scary. And I even saw, you know, uh, Vince Carter was in his last basketball game possibly uh-huh. ever last night because right. they shut it down. And, you know, him in the press conference, and he was talking. And uh, you could just see that it was like it was he was really surprised and everybody says it all the time and they constantly and I try and really, you know, not necessarily live by this, but, you know, be conscious of it and the fact that the game can be taken away from you at any, any point day, any you minute. play yep. like it's going to be your last day. And what really sucks is the fact that, you know, yesterday, I guess I wasn't really, you know, conscious of the fact that that could have been, you know, the possibly my last yeah. game and I was, you know, up all night thinking about it. You it's know. almost somebody that's passing, you know, they're yeah. like you're with hospice and you're like, you know, you, you get to say goodbye mm-hmm. and do it on your on right. certain terms. But right. now it's just like, you know, this is a car wreck, man. Exactly. It's like it's over. Exactly. So, crazy. But um, so you keep working. I see you in here all the time. I'm, you know, I'm proud of you for that. I mean, you, you know, like I said, it's been a tough season for you guys, you know, on, on many different levels. But you, you you see certain people that that take the adversity of stuff like this and just grind through it. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, we've all been in slumps and we've all been, you know, worried about am I going to get released? Is it going to be over? You know, we, if you stay in this game long enough, you're going to experience every level of emotion, For highs sure. and lows. For sure. Um, but you know, you continue to you continue to grind through it, and hopefully, you know, someday when you're you know you're on this side and you're coaching, you're either your sons or in college or whatever you decide to do, a pro ball even, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's that, uh, you know, we pass experiences down, mm-hmm. you know, because we, the older you get, the more wisdom you gain. Is that how that, that saying goes? Okay, here we go. For, me, ask you. <laughs> for most people, that's true. I've yeah. heard you talk though, so. <laughs> I do, right? But, you know, so you, you, you try to, you try to, you get beyond the point of fundamentals at some point. Absolutely. You know, it's either you can play this game and you can do certain things, and then you have to teach the game. Right. And the game is more than just, you know, it, it's just more than just you get a bunt down. There's, you know, there's, there's so many different things that can take place in this. And then, sure. again, the old cliche again is, you know, parallels life. I mean, mm-hmm. it does. And if, you know, if, if, the, if the older group is not teaching the younger group the right way, then mm-hmm. there's a... There's a there's a disconnect, right? And you're going to lose players, and you're going right. to lose people, and you're going to mm-hmm. lose, you know, 
and it's not so much that you're losing them in the season as you want you want to keep players around for long term. Sure. You know that you're a good coach like your dad was when he got out. Like he mm-hmm. jumped, he made a decision. No, I'm going to stay here with Drake, and I'm going to and your younger brother, and I'm going to you know I'm going to pass what I have on to him. And I see John with his boys and everybody Absolutely. else, and and people don't realize how fortunate they are to have. You know, somebody like John out there at a young age, or they had your dad out there at a young age, or even, you know, myself out there at a young age, because you're teaching the game at a different level. Yeah. And hopefully that, you know, that, you know, you grind through it and you, mm-hmm. and, and you stay in the game. Yeah. Um, and I think that all those things, too, when you talk about it's more than fundamentals, that becomes the little nuances and the little things about the game that I find so interesting. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, reasons why. And that's why, you know, the kind of dream job basically for me was to be kind of, you know, a color guy. And to really talk about the game, and but like you're a white guy. People. How's that going to happen? I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, did I get that wrong again? Did I get that wrong again? We just talked about oh, okay. experiences <laughs> leading to knowledge, leading to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that would be well, um, that would be something else. And I know to... that you know you need a extreme you know high level of experience you know to be that guy. And you know I know that McDowell does that kind of thing with the Knights um, a little bit, and. Um, you know, I think that that's, you know, really cool and talking about the little things behind the game. And I've always thought it was really cool of, like, providing color to a black and white game from where people in the stands or, you know, fans don't Yeah, really it's fun. You're right. It's fun. It's, I mean, you listen to guys on TV and you're going, I'd much rather turn the volume off mm-hmm. and just watch the game and make mm-hmm. my, you know, do my own thing. I should do that with soap operas all the time when we're on the road, though. I'd turn the volume down and I'd have my own show. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my roommate would be talking like different characters. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> But now, so, but then there's other people that their knowledge is like, wow. You know, yeah. I like listening to Keith, uh, Keith Hernandez mm-hmm. and uh, and Darling. I like those guys. I like um, Smoltz. Smoltz. Smoltz is, really is yeah. excellent. Smoltz. 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 Oh, my God. We, we'd be at the end of the show here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> but Smoltz is great. I mean, Tommy does a good job. Um, there's some good ones. And there's, there's some, some good ones. When and they're bad, they're so bad. Mm-hmm. They're so bad. You know, I, I, I love Tino Martinez. So he was he was a teammate of mine, and then he tried to go on MLB, and he looked like he was going to be shot the whole time he was there. He was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Tino, you're a great player, but, dude, this is not your MO. Right. You need to right. kind of, like, slide on out of this mm-hmm. thing. Burns drives me crazy, though. I'm not a, I'm not a Burns fan. Eric Burns? Yeah. Is that the... the he's got the yeah, hair. Yeah, he looks like he's just cracked out yes. on there, too. No, he's he's, he's an adrenaline time. junkie. He, he like, ran time. across the country. Oh, yeah. He's... For, like, some cause. He just started running. Like, he's like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Forrest he is, Gump. really. He's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, if he wasn't... <laughs> luckily, he's got the MLB thing next to his name. Because if he didn't, and you saw that guy in regular life, you'd be like, this guy's a... Dude, guy. he's like 50, oh, and he's wearing skinny jeans yeah. and stuff. Oh Come on. They're way too I just wear man's He was at UCLA when I was being recruited there. But... Well, Drake, we appreciate you being here and uh, and coming in, and you know maybe going down when we have things going down at the uh, at the complex. You can come out and and broadcast some of the games For over sure. on Facebook and stuff like that. For just sure. to get just to build your tapes and absolutely and get along the way. And I'm sure you know between your dad and everybody else that you've known that you can find your way into that into that world. Absolutely, uh, yeah. stay in the game, dude. Yep. All right, we Thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. Thanks for the abuse. I just give you what you need. All right, man. (laughs) One tool, always. So peace out, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week.